0: This week, Father Paul continues his discussion of Genesis chapter 31, noting the significance of the Hebrew word teraphim. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Listen to this text from 2 Samuel eighteen, eighteen, where we have a reference to Absalom, who is linked also to a Matseba. In his lifetime he had taken and set up for himself the pillar which is in the King's Valley. Notice, it's a double strike. It reminds me of Egypt for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. He called the pillar after his own name and it is called Absalom's monument to this day. He's even worse. He didn't call it after a child, he called it after himself. I mean, I think it's important. I decided to have my hearers hear these texts and I'm giving them the reference so that they would double check. And the play on his name is again ironical. His name is not Absalom from the Greek. Is It's Shalom, the father of peace. It's like Solomon, her peace. And neither Solomon nor Absalom were able to grant peace to the city of God. That's the irony. Let's go for Hosea, the beloved of Richard Menton, In Hosea 3 to 5. And I said to her, you must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the harlot and belong to another man, so will I also be with you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Please keep in mind teraphim because I'm going to comment on this word that we find also in chapter 31. I like this verse because it combines pillar and teraphim that are both found in chapter 31 and there are viewed negatively. But you could see the extreme because Ephod and the teraphim are signs of the high priest. If this is not irony, what is? Now can you tell this to the orthodox patriarchs and archbishops and bishops that when They appear like Aaron and they refer to Aaron in their vesting. That Richard's first cousin, Hosea, actually is not happy with these things. Richard, you have to be very careful for your future. Okay, don't you ever say, I, Richard, say. Just say, Hosea says. Save your back and verse 5 of this chapter 3 Afterward the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their King and they shall come in fear to the Lord and to His goodness in the latter days. You see how this parallel the text that we heard in Isaiah chapter 8. Okay, Exodus very quickly a couple of texts, because also we have the Asherim, but let's hear Exodus 23 verses 23-24. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the into the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and so you shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces and Exodus 34, 12, 13 Take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whither you go, lest it become a snare in the midst of you. You shall tear down their altars and break their pillars and listen and cut down their Asherim. This being said, let's go back to our chapter 31. Then Rachel and Leah answered him, is there any portion or inheritance, Halik and Nahala, both words that are very important. Halik technically is allotment, you hear about it very often in the book of Joshua. In other words, the exact piece of inheritance and Nahala is. In it. Are we not regarded as foreigners? Or he has sold us and he has been using. And now you will see what Rachel is going to do, which is very funny. If you keep hearing the story, even in English, all the property which God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. Now then whatever God has said to you, do. In other words, he is fooling and stealing their father and they are agreeing with him. So Jacob arose and set his sons and his wives on camels. Camels always hear it as the sign of richness. Okay, for a Bedouin to have a camel means that he is a merchant, he goes long distances, you cannot go long distances with the sheep. So the addition of camels beginning with Abraham is always a sign of extra richness. All you have to do is to fly to Saudi Arabia nowadays and you will see that. So here again we said camels, okay, sheep and camels, that's that's how we talk in Europe, the blessed Europe and its theology. Talk, 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 talk. No, Everything is functional. And functionality and this is something really we have to ease ourselves into. All you have to do is ask Father Mark and Richard how long it took them to understand what I mean by functionality. And he drove away all his cattle, all his livestock which he had gained the cattle in his possession. Okay? from the verb kana, which is the same root as Qain, Cain, which he had acquired in Padanara, and he went with all that to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. Very interesting. Laban had gone to shear his sheep and Rachel stole her father's household gods. You see the trickiness of the English. Suddenly it's household gods. Which in the Hebrew is teraphim. And it's a word, I shall read you a few texts for it. Again, you know, even if you don't understand it here, you have to keep the sound teraphim and not translate it into household gods. Although they are, but then look what the text is doing with that that later we hear that Rachel hid them under her rear end that's very funny like a small statue and it is linked here are the verses and now in 30, Laban. And now you have gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house, but why did you steal my gods? You see how the text doesn't mention gods earlier, teraphim, but here it says gods. And Jacob at the end of 32, he said no I didn't take them, and the author comments, now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maidservants, but he did not find them. And he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the household gods, which is the Teraphim, and put them in the camel's saddle and sat upon them. I mean if this is not a joke that the protection they are looking for is linked in their mind with the terror theme that Rachel can hide in the camel's saddle and sit upon them. The moral of the story which is linked to what I said about a small stone and a big pyramid. It's the same thing! You have your own gods that you make and you are not linked to the god of life Remember Eve was named the mother of life, or the mother of all being, which means, because she will bear children. Again, but you know, I'm getting uh, tired myself of stressing the irony, but I have no choice but to draw the attention of the reader to this matter. These so-called household gods are called teraphim. Let me throw at you, as I did previously at two occasions, a list of texts that tell you what teraphim is. In Judges seventeen five, we have a text, and we heard another text earlier, where the teraphim are linked to the ephod because it's priesthood. And the man Micah had a shrine and he made an ephod and a teraphim and installed one of his sons who became his priest. Judges eighteen sixteen to 21, very quickly because it's a long text. Now the six hundred men of the Danites armed with their weapons of war stood by the entrance of the gate This continues the story of Judges chapter 17. And the five men who had gone to spy out the land went up and entered and took the graven image, the ephod, the teraphim, and the molten image, while the priest stood by the entrance of the gate with the 600 men armed with weapons and war and then when these went into Micah's house and took the graven image, the ephod, the teraphim, and the molten image, and then you have a repetition in verse 20, they took the ephod, the teraphim, the graven image, when they were in the midst of the people. Okay, so these elements are connected, let me go to the Hebrew, the Hebrew word which is translated as molten image or graven image, it's a piece made out of stone and it has a specific Hebrew name, Uh, there is no need to comment on it, but from the connection of these four words you realize what's going on. In 1 Samuel 19.13, Mikal, the wife of David, we are told she took an image and laid it on the bed and put a pillow of God's hair at its head and covered it with the clothes. But the interesting thing is that what is translated as an image in English in Hebrew is teraphim, and the story is parallel with the story of Rachel who can hide the teraphim, the small statuettes. But again, you notice how the text has always an underlying story of the attitude of the people, which is reflected in detail in the prophetic books, against their behavior. Okay. Even when addressing God, as Hosea tells you, they behave towards the Lord their God as though He was bare. And this is how one makes the connection between the Bible as literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.